we get started? Let's get started. Let's do it. All right, folks, you're tuned into episode 46 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. I am honored, humbled, and privileged to have a special guest on the show who went viral uh, last week. Alex Stringer, Austin's number one provocateur. Are you with us, Alex? Um, yeah, how's it going, Teddy? Thanks for having me. It, it's an honor, brother. A lot of people know I played the uh, clip from last time. This is the, the man who went viral um, wearing a clown suit at the Austin City Council meeting. What is the status of your application? Can we look forward to you being the new CEO of Austin Energy um, in 2023? Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still waiting on a response from the city. I'm honestly surprised I haven't heard back. I, I feel like I've met all the qualities to be the Austin Energy CEO, but so far nothing. I mean, yeah, I, I'm kind of sad about it, to be honest, because, like, you know, um, I'm 3% black, so it's like racism is clearly alive and well in the city of Austin. It's very sad. Not only are you 3% black, but how many people have lit their gas stove on fire just to prove that they they, they, they don't want to use energy? Exactly. And, you know, I have, a, I have, I have a, a wife to take care of. You know, she has stage 5 testicular cancer, so not only... Um, is it an act of racism and violence? It's literal transphobia not hiring me to be the CEO of Austin Energy. It, it does sound pretty violent. Based on those qualifications, it seems like you should be put to the top of the of the list of candidates. Um, did they give you any time frame when they, they're going to get back to you, or you're sort of disappointed you haven't uh, got offered the I'm, job? I'm, I'm disappointed, but I, I, I like I, I'm disappointed, Teddy. But I like to remain optimistic. As you may or not may not be aware, there may be there is a position open to be the new city manager, and it could just mean that I'm, you know, destined for bigger and better things. Ooh, I I love that you you moving into Spencer Cronk's uh, role. For those who don't know, they're looking to throw somebody under the bus, and they just chose uh, Spencer Cronk. Um, you know, always point the finger, never point the thumb. That's the city council's uh, modus operandi, it seems. So. Um, little macro 30,000 foot view out. So you've been doing this for a while. That's a, that's one you, for those who don't know, you ran for mayor. What year did you run for mayor? 2016? Uh, that was in 2018. Yeah. 2018. So you've got the YouTube channel. You've been interviewing people from across the political spectrum. Um, that's what I really respect about you, man. You're willing to meet with anybody to discuss any topic at any time. And we, we need more people, but. I know uh, I agree wholeheartedly um, with your theory that satire and humor are the most powerful weapons that we have. And I know you mentioned Alex Stein. You guys went to a Dallas uh, city council meeting. Are you coordinating anything with him or are you just two kindred souls who just hit it off and you both happen to share the same first name and last initial? What's your relationship with him? Are you guys coordinating anything, or you're just two kindred spirits um, uh, using satire and humor to? Uh, I, I think to show it's everyone? more along. On, on, I think it's more along that point. Um, it is really cool that me and him are friends. So um, once in a while, I'll text him and ask him for advice, or if I am going to Dallas to do something, I will let him know, and then you know, we'll meet up and do something together because of that. Like, we've sold a couple of council meetings together in Dallas. I uh, We did one in Denton, and then we did uh, Plano together. So Alex is great. Um, every time I'm, like, going in his area, he's always down to meet up and collaborate on something. He's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, so you've been down to the city council. This is not your first uh, rodeo. You've been, you've been really active uh uh, well, uh, so, so Teddy, that. he's the one that told me to do. He's the one who who told me to get back to doing this. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, so I went. So do you know how we met? No. Tell we us. met at a comedy show in Dallas. We met at the uh, Tinfoil Hat Comedy Show in Dallas, Texas. Um, before he got famous, um, he was. This is when he had when he was just fully doing Conspiracy Castle, um, and doing Man on the Street stuff. Um. And he was a little bit like, he was a little bit more popular than what I am right now when I met him, you know, and I was basically like some nobody who had these rap songs. And so I performed my rap songs at the Tinfoil Hat um, Comedy, and then Alex was on the panel. And so we both really liked each other's work, so we just kind of like exchanged information, just kind of became friends from there. Then when he went viral for his vaccine song a year ago, I just hit him up and asked to go on his podcast. Um, 
And then he put me on the conspiracy castle. And then when, when I went on his conspiracy castle show, he told me that, um, yeah, you should do this. You would go super viral if you did this. And so, you know, I thought about it for a while. I, I didn't want to do it until I knew why I was doing it and what I was going to say. And then once I figured it out and figured out the purpose for why I wanted to do this, it's just been a, it's just been like a full-blown commitment. That was my next question. That's what a great segue. You just, you just laid a, a fat, slow pitch softball over there. So for those who don't know, you know, Alex Dines uh, really made a name for himself as being a provocateur. And his main, um, the catalyst for his um, political activism, correct me if I'm wrong, was his mother. Um, during the COVID, she uh, was sent to the hospital. They gave her Remsvadir, and he wasn't allowed to see his mom um, during her last moments on Earth. Is, is that correct? And that sort of lit the fire. So, I I think that fueled it and has definitely made him go at full, like, go a lot harder. But I also don't know enough. Like, I, I don't know enough about this, about what's going on in that aspect to really give, like, a response to that. But I, I definitely think that that fuels him and adds to his motivation. But he's been doing stuff for years also. Before the before COVID? Okay. I, I, he yeah, he's really came years. on my he's... radar screen, and I think for a lot of people, you know, he was down in Florida, and there was a viral clip where everyone was protesting, and he was just right in the middle of it wearing a suit. And I just love, like, you know, it just seems like, you know, he, 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 he just he's motivated by the right things, and no one can really, you know, uh, 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 scare him or dissuade him because – He's, it's the love of his mother. So um, you've been doing this for half a decade at least from running the, for mayor and doing that. What is What was your motivation to jump in the fray? You're originally from New York. You've been in Austin for a while. Was it just your sense of civic duty, or was there a, a moment where you were like, all right, I've got to jump into this? Well, the, the mayor thing was because um, because of Uber and Lyft being allowed to operate again in Austin. Oh, okay, yep. Um, that, that's really what kind of started it, right? Like, back in 2016, the city passed a law, which is actually one of the only good things that the city council did, in my opinion, saying that Uber and Lyft drivers had to get, like, the same fingerprints that taxi and pedicab drivers had to get in order to operate. And Uber and Lyft, they um, got this petition, and they lied in the petition saying that, you know, the city is trying to kick Uber and Lyft out of Austin, which wasn't true. They wanted Uber and Lyft to stay. They just wanted them to abide by the same rules that everyone else was abiding by. And they got the signatures on a ballot. They spent, like, like I think it was, like, a record amount of money they spent trying to um, bring out a vote. And it backfired spectacularly. And at the ballot, their proposition got defeated. So Uber and Lyft had to now abide by the same rules. And what happened was Uber and Lyft threw a temper tantrum and basically – kicked themselves out of Austin as a result. And so for about a year or so, about a year and a half, we were operating. We had some, there were local rideshare companies that like, you know, abided by the same rules that everybody else did with the fingerprinting. They paid their share of taxes to get everything that we were, that we had to do. Um, and the streets were a lot less congested. Uh, I was making a lot, like it was a lot easier to get to, um, to sell pedicab rides. More people were taking pedicab rides. I was able to like, do really well and make a living and have really good work-life balance. And then back in the uh, summer of 2017, the state basically put out a, um, an amendment, uh, or no, they, they put out a bill. I forgot the number of it, but they put out a bill. And the bill uh, basically said that it was the state that decides how these, ride share, how, how these ride shares operate. And then once that happened, you know, it passed, Abbott signed it, and... Um, then Uber and Lyft just came back, you know, completely against what people, like against the will of what everyone in Austin wanted based on voting. And fun fact, the person who authored the bill, Senator Charles Schwartner, got arrested like last week for a DWI. <laughs> the guy who authored the bill to bring Uber and Lyft, the guy who offered the bill to bring Uber and Lyft back in Austin and make it so they didn't have to abide by the city rules of fingerprint their drivers, Got arrested for a DWI when he could have, get this, Teddy, taken an Uber. That is hilarious. Crazy how the yeah how on a on a on a long enough timeline how uh, justice sort of seems to get served. Yeah, I wish um, I, I shared that on my Twitter. I just totally I have so much other stuff to do. I should... So yeah, like the guy who's who created a bill to bring Uber and Lyft back and make my job exponentially more difficult. <laughs> 
got arrested for a DWI. That's hilarious. And I got to say, I don't know if you've ever read the book Super Pumped, the, the story of Uber. Do you ever happen to read it? Yeah. And it, it got turned into like a Hulu thing. But dude, they were operating so rogue. You know, they, they were just going into the city, like you said, throwing a ton of money around to try and get stuff. But some of the cities, Portland, they they just went in there and just gave them the finger and just started doing it. But they had CIA and FBI guys who were literally tracking the people in Portland who were in the Transportation Bureau. And so they were trying to get Ubers. And the Uber, uh, the FBI and CIA guys would have it so the the drivers wouldn't pick them up. They would just drive right by because that, that was the whole thing they were going to um, – have somebody pick them up and then fine them five thousand bucks. Their whole thing was we're just going to find the individual people and get the get the driver scared. So they were just acting in a very rogue uh, way. So you were totally one hundred percent on the right side of uh, the law and morally and everything like that. So um, that book would uh, just reinforce, you know, what you were doing. So is your business? Um, you got South by Southwest coming. How, how's it going right now? I mean, it's obviously another uh, another um, good thing for the Austin Energy CEO, right? That you take people around on a pedicab. Yeah, I'm literally like the most carbon neutral person in the city with with my job, you know. So that's another <laughs> factor. I, I didn't I didn't even realize that. You're actually a thousand percent correct. Business, it's it's been it's been all right. It's slowed down a little bit. We are in a recession, um, as you're aware. I think what I what I'm going to need to do is um, I'm going to need to start putting a big Ukrainian flag on my pedicab. Because that's a surefire way to get some money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's got to be sort of a um, a melancholy, bittersweet um, Valentine's Day for you with your wife having testicular cancer. Um, for people who don't know, you're you're in the background right now getting flowers and cream um, to an ointment to apply uh, to your wife's testicles. Is, is she doing well? What is the prognosis? Uh, is it in remission or showing any remission right now? Uh, you know, she, they is doing the best that she can, Teddy. Um, we're just trying to, um, you know, I spent like $130 on flowers. Wow. That's a bright yeah. spirit. Shut Is you know, that her, like, her correct like pronouns? Me- is her pro- are her pronouns? I didn't mean to mispronoun or misgender her. You know, in in Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates' version of the future, which is what we should all aspire to to live like, there are no genders. <laughs> That's true. That's there true. There are no genders and there are no identities. The only identity is what um, Uncle Klaus tells us we should have. It's interesting. I applied for a job today with YouTube Music, and they um, asked me if I was a member of the LGBT community. And the pull-down menu was, "Are you a member of the LGBT? You know, do do you identify?" And the answers were yes, no, no, but I identify as an ally or prefer not to say. So as what's straight what, white crazy. guy, that's I would just say I'm an ally. What's the problem? I just said I was an ally. I think that was the only correct yeah. answer you could give if it wasn't yes. You know what's and kind of I crazy? Am. Like what? I think I think I am, according to like my own views. But they the definition of what of what an LGBTQ is and what an ally is and what is violence and what is hate speech just continues to change every day. It really does. Yep. You, you know, it really like, does. It's not like um, yeah. I mean, in two thousand two, right? Um, Nobody would even say like I've I've, I've gone and like look at some like the Reddit posts about me, which are hilarious because like that's the only like I've, like that's the only um, social media outlet where I'm just getting flamed. I saw I saw a couple of them. I go to Reddit just to see how divorced people are from 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 the decisions. Like they'll 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 always bitch about the police not showing up or they had to call three one one. I'm like. You voted for this. You voted to have your well, catalytic converter getting sh- sawed off, and then they, it's just their, you know. Well, of course. But how did Reddit? How did Reddit get like that? Because Reddit know, used to be sort of pretty, like Reddit. Reddit used to just kind of be like hodgepodge of of like of different ideas, and now it's just gone like clown world level woke. Oh yeah, it's it's been like that for a while.
I just I just go on. It, it's Austin News is, is they, so horrendous. Do think, well, do you think, um, Teddy, that um, the, like the people on Reddit are actually real people or they're not just bots? Because some of like the comments just are totally bonkers. Like they're so divorced from reality. Like I can't see actual I can't see a large majority of actual humans really thinking this way. No, I think you're totally a hundred percent right, and I think it's like the the rogue Marxist Austin jo- Justice Coalition people like that. They've made it a point to say, "Hey, we're going to own the conversation on Reddit. They're going to flag anyone who doesn't conform to the narrative and make sure it's this Marxist echo chamber." That that but that's they can't flag anybody because you could just create, dude. You could just literally continue to create. Um, new username after username after username and just post on Reddit no matter what. So even if you get flagged, like, who cares if you get flagged on Reddit? You just keep creating new handles. Absolutely. And with uh, ChatGPT, I mean, you could pretty much, uh, you could run a bot farm from your from your house. Hey, write uh, 10 Reddit responses in the style of blank and then just use somebody and they could take some prolific uh, Marxist poster and then um, say, hey, how would you react to Alex Stringer, it, it, it's just with ChatGPT. But yeah, there, there. We don't know if it's one person with twenty different accounts trying to control the narrative. Um, no, there's Reddit, no one uh, monitoring pretty, that for sure. Reddit is pretty decentralized, though. Reddit, Reddit, Reddit seems Reddit. like yeah. Reddit does seem pretty decentralized. Like there's no central governing body like telling you what you can and can't say on Reddit. Yeah, but the moderators, I think it all depends on the moderators, how strict they are. Like, especially with the COVID ones, uh, like COVID-19 positive, if they say anything bad about, oh, I've had tinnitus since the vaccine or any, any sort of lingering effects, that gets thrown off there. Well, I think it depends, on, what, I think it depends, I think it depends on what group that you're in. But either way, I you think, can just continue to right. create new account. You can just create new account after new account after new account and post. Because nobody nobody tries to go on Reddit to get a large following. People go on Reddit just to post things and get upvotes, you know? Yep. Hold on. My girl's calling me right now. I got to text her real quick. Okay, uh, great. Take as much time as you need. All right. On my way home. All right. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about what Austin Energy – yeah, the, the, not Austin, Reddit. Like, Reddit is wild. But I also look at Reddit because, like, the, the way in which you're being criticized kind of, like, shows what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like a barometer for how good you are at what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the more I, the more involved I got in Austin, that, that's the whole thing is the more effective you are, the more they try and uh, disparage your character and ruin your life. I literally had people when I was doing petty stuff in fall of 2020, contacting my workplace. They found out where I worked and made up a bunch of uh, lies. Um, that I was harassing people and contacting them and threatening them. And, and my bosses called me in and they're like, this doesn't sound like you at all. I'm like, it's not, (laughs) it's not, it's just people who are, you know, they, 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 if, if they can't do anything themselves, they, they, they'll drag you down. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, with, with, with the fear, the censorship, the, the Overton window, I mean, I I think that's directly correlated with the uh, shitty art um, of Gen Z. You know, most of the good music with growing up, stand-up comedy, edgy stuff is people in their late teens, 20s, maybe early 30s. And it seems like just the quality of art um, has dropped dramatically. the, The quality of everything goes down when you don't have sound money. When you don't have what? When you don't have sound money, the quality of everything goes down. Yep. Yep. So that, that, that's, that's the problem. That, that's really what it is. Um, ever since we've gone off the gold standard, the um, divorce rates have skyrocketed. The quality of your food has plummeted. Um, the level of single parent, the number of single parent homes has gone up precipitously. The number of people with um, psychological disorders has, has skyrocketed. Crime has gone up. Everything has gone up tremendously once we went off the gold set. Like once, once you no longer have sound money, and, and this is a reoccurring theme, theme. Like look at the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire started falling and declining when um, they had to clip their own coins to fund their empire. 
Oh, yeah, that's a whole other gold standard Federal Reserve. I mean, we could do a couple-hour uh, multi-part episode on that. Um, you were super into crypto, and you were convincing me to take my meager funds and invest it all into crypto, and then... I didn't tell last... you to... No, hold on. Well, <laughs> we talked about this. Um, I didn't tell you to... First of all, let's, let's, let's put this in perspective. I didn't tell you to invest your entire life savings into crypto. <laughs> no, no, I no. You. I was just... <laughs> I, I didn't tell you that I've never told anybody that I've never said that that was a good idea. Um, no. I do think, though, that owning Bitcoin and having Bitcoin and having a portion of your net worth in Bitcoin in cold storage is one of the best ways to protect yourself from everything that's happening. And I definitely stand by that. And I stand by that even more considering everything that's happened the past year. Yep. How about the other also, coins? Is it just Bitcoin, or do you are you still Ethereum? Some of the other ones, or or I mean, look, I, I still have some. I still have some some of that stuff, right? But I'm, I only have that just to ultimately get rid of it when it gets to a higher price. I'm owning that to get rid of it. Uh, are, do you have like a? Is it long term, short short term, or when it hits a certain mark, you're like, okay, when it hits a certain price, it's getting rid of it and um, never. And, and never looking at that crap again. And it's it's really big, like it's really Bitcoin only. So so getting back to Austin, um, you're downtown plugged in. I mean, probably more than anybody, you've been able to witness the changes of downtown Austin because you're working down there. You're interacting with the business owners and the people there. How has the culture of Austin changed as far as the people out and about? from pre-COVID, and then obviously we had a huge influx of Californians, the stand-up comedy scene. I mean, um, what, what, what's your take as far as um, the, the culture downtown? What, what the, what's the state of the music scene? Is stand-up comedy replacing that? Or give us your uh, you know, I mean, insider the uh, take. The Austin's a comedy hotbed. Like, some of the best comics in the world are in Austin. Yep. And, and – some, like, and we're talking about, like, funny comics. Like, some of the best based comics in the world are, are, are in Austin. Yep. Like, Austin is really good for real comedy. Austin's in city – it's an up-and-coming city, and it's a city full of a lot of up-and-comers. And it's really cool that I'm kind of, like, mentioned in that group of up-and-comers. Like, I just did a podcast with this country music – country musician called Ellis Bullard, and he got shouted out on Joe Rogan, and me and him did a Combos and Petty Cat episode. I just put a teaser clip out there. Um, if you want, you go on my Patreon for that episode. But – I will uh, I will embed that uh, interview. I saw that was uh, number one twenty. Um, yeah, number one, uh, number one twenty. Yeah, um, Austin's a city full of up and comers. Like the jujitsu scene, you're getting some of the best guys in the world are like that, that are at jujitsu are coming off. Some of like the up and coming, some of like these new up and coming grappling and MMA superstars are in Austin. Like everybody, if you want to be, if you're an up and comer and if you're like hungry to like really get what's yours and you're trying to be a be a dog with how you're working, um, Austin's the spot. You know, like, people say, oh, you know, the, the whole keep it weird venue of Austin is lost, it's lost its character. And, okay, um, maybe, right? Like, you can't just sit around like and, and smoke weed and read poetry books uh, and go swimming whenever you want and work twice a week and live comfortably in Austin anymore. Like, that, that doesn't work anymore. But um, if you're, like, really determined to, like, get what's yours and, like, you know, grab life by the balls and, like, do something to cement a legacy, Austin is the best place to go for that because despite how Austin's changing, you can still be who you are. You can still be unapologetically yourself and grow exponentially, whereas in any other city, if I tried to do what I was doing in any other city, I would be silent, canceled, and stifled at every single turn. That That's true. That That's true. <clears throat> and it, and it was always like that, like that was the whole conservative or liberal, conservative or liberal, Teddy. No matter where, no matter no matter where that, the political leanings are, that it would be anywhere. What, what, wasn't that the whole genesis of the Austin, um, uh, you know, with the with the cosmic cowboy, the armadillo, where you'd have the businessmen and the hippies and the cowboys all drinking Lone Stars, watching mm-hmm. Willie Nelson or Jerry Jeff Walker in the afternoon and no one, it was, everyone was accepted. That was the whole thing. And just even 10 years ago, whatever, no one ever talked about politics. Everyone was accepted. Um, and then it just sort of got super tense. Um, no, it's still COVID like that. And it's, George it's, Floyd. It's still like Teddy, Teddy. It's still, it's still like that. If you go downtown it's to a bar like in Austin, if you, 
yeah, it's still like that. It's, it's still like that. People think that it's not because they spend too much time on right-wing Twitter or they, they, list, they watch the news too often or they spend too much time in the Reddit forums. But when you're actually out and about, when you're downtown, when I'm giving rides to people, it's still like that. Like, I, I still get to play my rap songs for a decent number of, of customers, and it gets received pretty positively. So I was going to tell uh, tell folks, you know, um, we're on the uh, the phone here with Alex Stringer, S T R E N G E R. Proud to call my friend, Austin's number one provocateur, folks. If you like the clown applies to be CEO of Austin Energy clip, you've got a number of similar things that were just as hilarious. That just sometimes it just gets caught in the viral matrix and it goes crazy. But you had a I would like $7 trillion to fight climate change, eating bugs to save the planet, um, fentanyl addict loses entire life savings on Pfizer call options. Um, I would like to be a content moderator for Google. I would like to play basketball for the Rock Lady Dragon. Uh, Alex, you've been doing just a tremendous job, um, and I just want to thank you seriously. It's, it's, it's really inspiring what you're doing, and I was wondering – do you have any advice um, for people uh, out there who want to maybe um, make a difference? They've got a decent sense of humor. What, 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 how did you get started and what would you recommend, um, you know, for anyone um, who, who'd, who'd want to follow your path? Put yourself out there. Keep making things. Um, success doesn't happen overnight and it shouldn't. And you have to understand that it's going to probably take five to ten years of just struggling and making things with in total obscurity and you have to enjoy that process. That that that's great. And you've been you've been you've been getting after it. was the was the was the Austin Energy Clown thing. That was the biggest uh that was the biggest uh uh you know viral thing that you've had so far. I thought your mayor um everyone I've shown your mayor uh uh candidate thing. I I I thought that should have went super viral. Um so, so again, I encourage everyone to go to your YouTube channel, and you're also on Twitter um, at the Alex Stringer, S T R E N G E R. Um, I know it's Valentine's Day, Alex. You've been um, buying flowers and getting prepared for the big day. Um, is there anything else you want? I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, again, I'm I mean, just you're really good. I'm still, I still have like 20 minutes of driving, so I mean, let's let's let's, <laughs> I, let's I still talk have some time. about some. Let's talk about some other stuff then. Um, well, are you still? Hey, Teddy, are you still? Um, are you still anti-Bitcoin? Uh, no, there's a lot of things about Bitcoin that I definitely agree with. As far as what you're saying, the Federal Reserve's a total joke. Going off the gold standard, the decentralized uh, thing. Um, I, 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 and, I, and I'm tech savvy, man. I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like a luddite. I just some of the stuff like Tether, some of the stable coins. Um, any any company that mints their own coin, like the FTXX coin, I think is bullshit. The Binance coin, um, I think is bullshit. But I, I I do agree with a lot of the principles. Um, oh, I agree Bitcoin with everything phone. you just said, Teddy. Everything you just everything you just said, I agree with you fully. Okay, I think we so do like agree on a lot of the stuff. Yeah, everything that you everything that you said, I I fully agree with you. And then and what makes Bitcoin different? Do you know what makes Bitcoin different from these other coins? Oh, uh, what's that? That there's only well, there's a finite a amount. I mean, a finite amount. Bitcoin does not have a CEO or a board of directors. Um, any change that gets made to the network, or any change that gets made to the network, has to be done by a consensus of node operators, and it is very easy. Anybody can run a node, and it has to be a majority consensus of node operators have to agree to the protocols. And um, while it's also very easy to run a node, it also does require um, an insane amount of um, computing power, power and energy production to actually mine the Bitcoin, which means that... That's a big thing that no, I have. That's a big problem no, that's I have a good with thing. it. That, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because that's how your energy should be used. That, that's a good thing because it, it makes your money secure. Um, it makes your money censorship proof, and it also is how you get the, and it also is how you actually um, create value for what you're having. And, and here's the thing, right? Like, yeah, okay, Bitcoin does use a lot of energy, but you know what else uses a lot of energy? Flying around in private jets to climate conferences, um, crashing, uh, <laughs> crashing, crashing trains in the middle of Ohio, um, and then burning the chemicals, um, going to war in Ukraine. 
having like um, having an unlimited amount of money to print to finance wars and destruction, um, having unlimited amounts of money that uh, big agriculture companies have to completely destroy your food so they can mass produce industrial sludge for you. Uh, even mining gold is like really bad for the environment. So, I mean, there are going to always be some kind of types of environmental trade-offs, but I, I think from a net standpoint, when you have sound money, you consume a lot less. And, and, mass, and, and when you have and fiat money backed by nothing creates a model of overconsumption, and overconsumption in the long run is going to always um, be a lot more, a, a lot more cost prohibitive for the environment than sound money that's based on energy. And you could also use the, and you could also use like flared natural, like with natural gas too. You could use a natural gas to like that would otherwise get flared into the atmosphere to mine Bitcoin, which actually does help the environment in a pretty big way. Oh man, well, the, the, uh, you're not going to convince me that Bitcoin uh, helps the environment mining it. Um, but what what is your take? Everyone's got their opinion on what are these balloons. What is your um, what is your take on what they are? I don't know. They and could be a bunch of be worried. Be, well, okay, it could be a distraction from everything that's happening, right? It could be a distraction from a bunch of people just dying suddenly from the vaccine. It could be a distraction from the Epstein files getting released. It could be a distraction from everything that's going on at the World Economic Forum. It could be a distraction from what. Uh, what uh, the Project Veritas video with Pfizer, it could be a distraction from us finding out that uh, Joe Biden blew up the Nord Stream 2, which could potentially That's start a World big War one. That could be the biggest story. It could, it could be all of that, right? Um, it could be aliens. I kind of doubt that, though. Um, could it be that they just threw up be, like a skeet shoot or like a clay pigeon just to make it look like we uh, are, are? It could tough? also be, dude. It could also, well, Teddy. It could also be like China or a hostile country trying to um, do an EMP attack or, or create a cyber attack or do something um, along the lines to create another crisis. Like the balloons could also be used to create another crisis, like COVID scenario. Because remember, right before COVID. There was like an all-time low distrust in our government and in our institutions. Like there were literal Epstein didn't kill himself memes that were being shared all over the place. Um, there were protests in Hong Kong. There was a lot of upheaval that was happening. And then right when COVID started, it all stopped. And then the, the revolutions that occurred afterwards, like BLM, they were establishment-controlled and approved revolutions. So it's oh, very yeah. possible that like that the balloons could be, I don't know, the next crisis that that could materialize. I, I have a theory. Um, have you heard of Make Sunsets at all? A company called Make Sunsets that got kicked out of Mexico. No. What's that? They are a geoengineering, solar engineering company that thinks it's their moral obligation to not get permission, not get from, from governments, and just shoot balloons up in the sky with sodium dioxide. They shoot that up there. And then it reflects the sunlight and supposedly lowers the temperature. And then they're trying to sell carbon credits. Or you, 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 for 15 bucks, you can buy a gram of this sodium dioxide. And it, uh, it's all flying like at the same 40 to 60,000 um, feet or higher altitude. And they've been saying, hey, Mexico kicked them out. And they're like, well, we're just going to launch the balloons anyways. And they're calling, you know, the, the guy's name is Luke. Eisman, he was with Y Combinator, Silicon Valley, multimillionaire, and he's saying it's morally wrong, in my opinion, for us not to be doing this. We want to do it as quickly as possible, and we joke slash not joke that it's partly a company and partly a cult. So I'm wondering, you know, it turned I, I out a lot of the wildfires. I, I don't, I don't go. I, yeah, Teddy, I don't know enough about that opinion. Um. A lot of people, it's just it's just popping up uh, the geoengineering, and there's been a lot of, uh, like, the king of Saudi Arabia told everyone they were in a drought. He goes, hey, everyone pray for rain, and we, we need rain tomorrow. And then they obviously were planning on seeding the clouds because the next day it rained, like, three months of rain in one day. 39 people died. All the streets flooded. And a similar thing happened in England in the 1950s, the geoengineering, the weather modification. So I think there's a lot of well, people that are just... I don't think we had that technology in the 50s, though, Teddy. 
But is that like the no, they did. No, they did. Like- I, I, I'm gonna put the uh, links. I'll put the links uh, so everyone can can read about it. No, in 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 Louisiana in the 1940s, um, they 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 didn't have rain, and the mayor hired. Uh, they shot like dry ice into the clouds, and it and it rained like 15 inches, an insane amount of time. So no, they've been doing it for almost 100 years. I mean, but, is that a bad but, thing though? Like, if you are getting, if you are suffering from a drought and you need to like, and you need rain for your food and your crops to grow, that's not necessarily always a bad thing though. Well, the thing is, it's just going to be bad. It's, it's it. just bad. It's, it's just bad if you're doing it for nefarious purposes. Well, they're saying that controlling the weather is next to the nuclear bomb splitting the atom, like the most effective war thing. And what's happening? China's saying. It's going to cover 80% of their country. They want to do weather modification. And what's happening is the countries next to it, Mongolia and whatever, they're like, hey, if you seed the clouds and take all the rain, we're never going to have any rain. And so it's just they're, they're just saying they're, the, the stuff can stay up in the atmosphere, the sodium dioxide for years. And if you stop doing it, it's like terminal shock and the weather all of a sudden increases dramatically because it's not used to this artificial stuff. So I did a couple podcasts wow. with Blue Canaries on it. And, um, yeah, I, the, I'm going to write a, uh, a separate post just on the geoengineering because I don't think people understand how um, advanced. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of private companies that are just looking. And there's no, there's no body that's governing it. That's the whole thing. And there's no, like, so, I mean, planetary makes, thermostat. Well, it makes sense because then you could fuel the climate narrative and fuel the the fifteen like the narrative of, like, hey, we need 15-minute cities. We need central bank digital currencies. We need to monitor every, everything that everybody does because this is how – because we're going to save our planet otherwise. So just I mean, the Biden have, administration have, signed a – they 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 signed a uh, some sort of bill that said hey we're gonna um, investigate solar engineering for five years. So if they found out that these are you know Silicon Valley Democrat friendly people who are trying to save the climate by doing this stuff, are they going to narc on them? Are they going to report on them or just sort of bury it because they're on their team? I'm, well, I'm, pro- I'm, probably going to bury it, but um, yeah, they're probably going to bury it. So let's go back to some, what are what are some Austin issues that uh, you think people should be talking about? Do you see a lot of um, of, of, of crime um, downtown shoplifting? Like I see stuff on the news. Honestly, no, can you, can, no, 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 no. I, I've never seen like you see some bumps, some homeless, right? Um, there. Well, okay. Let's 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 start this over. All right. When I'm giving pedicab rides, I generally am pretty good at avoiding sketchy stuff. Um, I did have one incident where these, like, Mexican teenagers came up to me and just, like, started threatening me and talking shit to me, and they told me that they were going to kick my ass and a bunch of stuff, right? So I, you know, so I got on my bike and said, hey, go ahead, I'm right here, and then one of them lifted up his shirt and showed me that he had a gun. Ooh. And so then I was like, he's like, yeah, get out of here, and I'm like, okay. So I left because he had a gun. Um, and there was another. So, would you say the like, homeless problem is getting? Uh, uh, is it getting cleaned up, or is it, or is the population increasing downtown? I mean, okay. So, so Teddy, hold on a second. Um, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Um, so, I don't know about. I, I honestly don't know because, like, I did my episode with with uh, the guy with Dash, the, the guy Jamie from, yep. from Dash, and um. Yep. A lot of them just moved to the green belts and stuff, right? And that, that's another problem. But when I'm downtown, it's not as bad as it was pre-camping ban, okay? Like, during COVID and, like, right after COVID, it was really bad. It's gotten a lot better, okay? Um, it's gotten a lot better. But what I was saying with the crime stuff, there was a guy, like, one of my, one of my uh, pedicab friends got shot at. Like, they put a bullet through his cab. Like, he's fine. But, it, like, a couple months ago, he, like, literally got shot at while he was, you know, in a confrontation with like some people that could have been, maybe it was the same people. It was like, it was like Mexican teenagers or something like that. Um, so like we've had stuff like that happen. Um, and you know, yeah, there's always something that's going to like kind of happen downtown at two in the morning, but it's like on dirty Sixth street. It's never like on West. It's like not on rainy street. Like for me, pedicabbing, 
I can avoid it for the most part. Thank God. Um, the big, the big, the biggest concern I have is like somebody breaking into my car. Honestly, if I'm, when I'm not around. Right, right. And, and the other concern is the fact that like, um, you know, nobody like you can't rely on the systems in place to like protect you. And the cops in Austin, there, you know, I don't like the idea of bootlicking law enforcement and police officers, especially uh, considering everything that's happened. Like, look at the Canadian truckers. Look at how they treated people that like didn't want to get vaccinated in New York, you know, all this stuff, right? And look at what happened in Ohio where this journalist got arrested for covering the, the you know, the chemical burn with the train derailment. Um, but the cops in Austin, for the most part, are pretty good about, like, protecting your rights and, like, respecting respecting you. You know, and, and so yeah. because they're pretty good at it, I mean, granted, they could be better at, like, I don't know, doing their job, you know, like responding to calls and, and you know, protecting you to keep you safer but they're you know that that's another story but but they're still good about like respecting your constitutional rights in austin and so because of that like you should reward that and you should like support them in in that in that aspect um but but you don't but feel you more danger like, like with all the shootings well, and everything there I feel, you don't, you don't I feel, feel like okay you want to all right here's what the problem is though the problem is that you have a demoralized, like, the danger is not so much that, like, you're getting an abundance of crime. The danger is that you have a demoralized police department and a district attorney that facilitates that, which could eventually lead to that abundance of crime that you see in San Francisco. But we haven't gotten there yet, but we're very, we're, like, on the precipice of teetering over the edge to get there. But right now, we're not there yet. And I think that, that, that that's the problem with the Save Austin Now messaging, is they make Austin look like it's, like, some crime-filled cesspool. It's not. But we're, but the building blocks are being put in place to turn it into that. And I think, like, just, there should be a more honest method of communication regarding that because if you don't communicate honestly, people ignore you, and then five years later you, you'll, you'll actually get that. Yeah, I, I think they're having a difficult time recruiting. Um, there's, there's obviously uh, – um... They're they're down a couple hundred officers. There's a lot of delays. They there are only three driving uh, around. There's no traffic petty, petty enforcement. Wait. Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And that's honestly, as somebody who drives a pedicab, I that's fine. <laughs> I, you I'm don't not feel like people it. are driving crazier because uh, there's they're no going to drive crazy anyway. But they also let, they also give us they also give us a lot of leeway to do things that they you should not give us leeway for. Right. 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 Which, so I'm not going to say I'm not saying anything about that. Okay, I'm generally speaking, my political views are based on what affects me and, and my friends. So I'm not I'm, I'm not because that's what they're like. Oh, you're talking about different political viewpoints. And I'm like, dude, I'm not. I don't belong to a political side. Like I'm very apolitical, which is why I'll talk to everybody. My views are based on um, wanting to live in the United States of America and have the same freedom that I, you know, that I thought I had when I was in high school back in like 2001. Right, right. I think that's, that's a fair. That, 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 that's literally where my viewpoints are. Okay, so like I don't consider myself to even have like right or left wing viewpoints. I just think like I, I just I feel like I have the same views as I did when I was like in two thousand two. Same. So do you uh, that that Elon Musk the famous meme that he grabbed from somebody where it's like I'm here and the and 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 the left has gone crazy because. For, I, I mentioned on the podcast, man, I was a registered Democrat for a while when I was living in California, New, Oregon. I mean, I voted for Obama not once but twice. And I voted for took, Obama um, the first time. Yeah, and, I voted and, for and Bernie Sanders took, in both – Teddy, Teddy, I voted for Bernie Sanders in both primaries. Did you really? Yeah. That, yeah I mean, yeah, there's I a lot of Bernie stuff Sanders. that Bernie's – yeah, go so, ahead. I understand this. Like, I voted for Bernie Sanders in both primaries and like during 2020 i wasn't sure like i I never hated trump okay um but i just wasn't sure like am i going to go on the bernie side or am i going to go on the trump side like both sides kind of should make sense they should actually communicate with each other because they have more in common than they have differences i always believe that right and i still kind of do with like the hardcore voting base but because of covid um and because of everything that's happened this year unfortunately um you realize very quickly that like the Bernie crowd and the like the Bernie crowd. We're talking about politicians here. They're not. They they they, they are not true to their principles or their beliefs. Whereas like the Marjorie Greens are true to their beliefs. 
Yep. You know, whereas the Marjorie Greens, the Matt Gates, and the Lauren Boberts, just look at look at how they just look at what they did with Kevin McCarthy. They are true to their beliefs. Like they they will do what they what what they promise their voters. And, and so, you know, it, it's made me move my political leanings because of that, and also because I felt as though. Um, you know, when you're telling, when you're closing bars and restaurants, and I'm trying to give these pedicab rides, like, I'm going to align myself with the people that speak up for me, and the people that I thought cared about working people literally abandoned me is how I feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with a lot of that. That that I was hoping, I was telling people in 2016, after uh, Bernie had all the momentum, it looked like he was going to get the nomination. Um during the primaries, and then they just made a decision from a DNC. Nope, Bernie, you're gone. I'm sure they wrote him a check, and they said Hillary's getting it. I thought the biggest uh, Trump card Trump could have done was to do yeah, it. Yeah, and then and then these standard. same people, and then these same people, Teddy, are going to complain about voter suppression. It's it's a total. It's so still. It's so ridiculous. It's so phony and performative. Um, oh, it, the the worst I think is these people who are um, they they pretend to care about the environment, and I don't know if you've seen all the whales that are washing up as they build these offshore wind turbines, or the, well, Teddy, uh, the train blowing that, up. Ho- you mentioned okay. earlier the chemicals. Let's, let's talk about let's talk about the train. Let's talk about the train. I'm about to pull my house. Okay, let, let's talk about the train. And with the train, um, you had um, right before the train thing happened, there were a bunch of rail, rail workers that were trying to negotiate for like better working conditions. And um, Joe Biden and AOC and all those progressive people who are supposed to represent the working class literally kiboshed that. They kiboshed a deal. They stopped rail, rail. They stopped the railroad worker strike in order to get safer working conditions. Wow. Um, and and you know Trump Trump also um, has a role in this too because like he relaxed a lot of the safety standards that railroad operators used to have under Obama. So like this is this is like this is a lot of people's fault on a lot of on a lot of angles. Like he did that. Um and then, you know, when you're anti pipeline, you know, people need to transfer transfer stuff on freight trains, which is a you know, which creates which which could lead to this. And then you also have a transportation secretary who just does not deserve to be the trans who who is not hired based on his qualifications. Um you could agree on that. And, um, you know, the, the decision to, like, blow up the chemicals and release it into the atmosphere, that has nothing to do with, like, a Trump policy. That just has to do with – that just has to do with um, sabotage. Like, that's just a really bad decision. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's, There's a lot that, of stuff fine. going on. Yeah, with the with the airlines too, with the uh, with the antiquated. Uh, you remember they shut down the airspace for a couple hours, first time since nine eleven. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be upgraded, from roads to bridges to the uh, the tracks. And from what I understand, you know, the it's not like roads and bridges where our taxes pay for that. The the railroads are on the they pay taxes and they're responsible for the rail maintenance. So if they're getting hammered with, um, you know, transportation fees and, 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 and everything else and the supply chain issues, um, you know, how much money are they really investing into making sure that the rails are 100 percent? That's a good that's a good question as well. So you just pulled up. It's Valentine's Day, Alex. Um, I'm going to have links to Day. Um I'm gonna have links to all your stuff, the YouTube. I'll have the uh, the the uh, 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 embedded some of the stuff. Um, you're at Twitter at Real Alex Stringer. No, what, what else Alex do you want to say? Uh, it's the Alex Stringer. It's not Real Alex Stringer. It's the Alex Stringer. Oh, the 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 the. Okay, I'll make sure I have it. Yeah. It's at the Alex Stringer on Twitter. My yeah, my fault. I'll cut that Alex out. Stringer. All right, I'll cut that cool. out and make yeah. sure I got it. Okay. Anything else you want to share? Um. Yeah, if y'all want to follow me, my Twitter is the Alex Stranger. My YouTube channel is Alex Stranger. Uh, my Instagram is Showtime Alex Stranger. And if you want to subscribe to my podcast, it is uh, Patreon.com/slash/PettyCab. So I think that that pretty much um, that pretty much covers it. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. it was dude, a lot thank of fun. you. This is a great. Thank you so much. Way. I know you've been busy. I, I, dude, that's all. Awesome. 
that's awesome. Please tell your wife we hope that uh, um, her, she's recovering um, and, that, and then it goes into remission soon. Thank you so much, Alex. Keep up the great work, man. You're an inspiration, a hero, and a legend. You're my best, man. Thank you. All right, later. Later. Hey, man. Alex, hey, it's Teddy. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm at, I'm at HEB buying flowers for my girlfriend right now. So, good for you. Good for good me, you. I know. You have to get to balance all that out. You, you do, definitely. You do, definitely. Do you want to... Uh, um, are we recording? you want to... What's up? I'm recording it, but I could just put it in GarageBand and chop this part off. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying if I have to, like, go check out stuff at the register, that might happen while we're doing this episode. Just letting you know. Uh, but it's okay, all right. It keeps wanna... it authentic, right? What's that? It'll keep it authentic, so, you know. It, it, it will. I took a pee during the last uh, two, two, three episodes during the... During the there you go. Look at that. Should we get started? Let's get started. <laughs> 